When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. And my name is Ben Bolin. I am a writer at the same website. But you know, neither of us are completely defined by our jobs. We're both very interested in, in different things. Correct. Scott, for instance, you, you love uh, crime novels. I do. Right. And um, I study Chinese. Yes, you, know, you do. We do. You've we got do. a lot of interest, really. I mean, well, I'm surprised every time I talk to you, you've got some new project going on. You've got some skill you're trying to learn. Um, I'm impressed. Well, thanks. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate it. I'm from the school of thought that you should always try to do things. And, you know, uh, one success is worth uh, a thousand misses. You know, I don't want to call them failures. Idle hands. You never have idle hands. That's what you're trying to My say. My attention span is far too short. <laughs> got it. Got um, it. So, I, I don't really, you know, it's good to see you, Scott. I haven't really thought of a segue for this, uh, because we, we took a little break. We did. Now we're, now we're back. Seamless though on the schedule. Yes. We but, did, we uh, but we have been away once. for a while. Oh, Ben. Yeah. You know what? Before I forget this, um, and this has nothing to do with today's topic, but, All right. um, big news. What's big up? news. Things I saw. Oh, good. And Episode this is, of this Scott, stuff Scott sees. Oh, yeah, that's it. This is big. The other day on the way home, I'm on 400. I'm headed north on Georgia 400 here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Guess what I saw on the road? Just take a wild guess. A Triceratops? Nope. Okay. Bugatti Veyron. Are you serious? I did. My very first ever on-the-road sighting of one. Who owns one I, here? I don't know, but it was black and red. Uh-huh. And uh, it, was, it was sitting in a, on an off-ramp waiting to get onto, uh, I think it was like Holcomb Bridge Road here in Atlanta. Oh, it was and in traffic, wasn't it? I'm assuming. Now, this is a wild guess on my part. Yeah. Red and black. Mm-hmm. Do you think it could be an Atlanta Falcons player? Possible. Very possible. Very possible. I, I was think thinking, I was thinking who can afford to drop $2 million on a car right now? Sure. And also, you know, just the color combination, mm-hmm. it just seemed to work. So hey, I, I don't know. I was, I was going past, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't in line with the person at all. I was going past at, you know, highway speeds. I got to see it for a total of about three seconds. That was it. But, um, and it was stopped. I didn't even get to see it in motion. Yeah. That, but uh, that it was sense. on the road and there was someone behind the wheel. There was a uh, driver there. 
Um, I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool because I've never seen one on the road. I wonder what it feels like to be in a Veyron and be stuck in traffic. Terribly nervous, I would bet. Any little bump or, or ding in that thing, can you imagine what that costs? No. I mean, you're in a $2 million <laughs> piece of machinery headed down the road with, you know, someone else that's in a, a $1,000, you know, Ford Escort or something that uh, is trying to be a hero and get in line ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um, not a good scene sometimes. But uh, hopefully, you know, everybody respects distance on that type of thing. Hopefully we'll see that car again, you know. Like, um, I, I would love to see – one good thing about being downtown here is that we do see quite a few interesting, unique vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um I, I haven't seen the Bugatti. I, I'd like to. Oh, yeah. yeah do you, I, I hope our listeners don't think that it's nerdy that we do this, but Scott and I are <laughs> car watchers. Oh, yeah, all the time. We've had, we've had research sessions, actually, where we meet up and we've stopped what we were doing to stare out the window. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, sure, just to watch what's coming down the road because yeah. uh, at lunchtime here, it's like a parade of exotics sometimes mm-hmm. on Peachtree Road. It's our own little concours. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a great car scene here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Even okay, well, okay, that so was that, that's sort that. of unrelated, but you know what? A unique vehicle. We're going to talk about a very unique vehicle today because um, we're going to talk about the Popemobile. I am doing a silent slow clap for that awesome segue. <laughs> Thank you very you much. You pulled that up. Thanks. Yes, uh, the Pope Mobile. So most people know what that is. The Pope Mobile is a term that we use mm-hmm. that the Catholic Church does not particularly approve of. Yeah, that's right. There's no official Pope Mobile, really, according to them. Right. According right. to the Vatican. There is, however, a long line of uh, vehicles used to safely transport the Pope. And actually, if you want a little bit of trivia, do you want to start with the the history? Because I've got the very, very first, not even just the very first Pope mobile, the predecessor of it. Great. Okay. Now, first off, throughout this podcast, we are going to refer to this vehicle as the Pope mobile, uh, not being offensive or anything like that. It's just the easiest way to refer to it and the most common expression, I think. Yeah. Before the Pope mobile. Uh, before they had these uh, vehicles for the Pope, there was something called, get ready for me to butcher the Latin here. I'm ready. The, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> the, uh, Confidence. The, uh, sedia gestatoria. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. Do, yeah. <laughs> Although it's way better than I would do. Do you know what that means? I do not. It's this, um, it's the portable throne that popes were carried on. Oh, boy. And this was still used once they started using uh, vehicles. Mm-hmm. But beforehand, you know, if you can recall the way those sort of portable thrones look with a couple people at each Sure. You end. know what it makes me think of? Like Cleopatra or the Egyptian mm-hmm. kings that are carried around on those things. Um, yeah. There was a scene in the 300, I think, where uh, was it Xerxes was yes, carrying yes, on that yeah. enormous one of those. I don't know what you would call that. but It was uh, gigantic. Yeah, that was really a really cool scene. But, uh, of course, you know, I don't know. I always think of the Egyptian kings when I think of, think of those. Um, I think technically those are called sedan chairs, but I would oh. go with portable throne. Yeah, sure. I remember those. Um, sure. So, yes, not the most practical mode of transportation, of course. No. But uh, there is definitely a precedent set when you consider this is, uh, for millions of people, the most important living human being in the world. Correct. You know? mm-hmm. And as a result, you want to make sure that this individual is safe. Mm-hmm. And I think when we start going to the modern age of the Pope Mobile, we're going to see um, th- there's some very interesting safety-minded modifications. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you were talking uh, top-level security type uh, 
advances that are that are put in place on on his vehicle, somewhat like you'd find on the uh, the president's limousine, the U.S. president's limousine. Great call, yeah. Um, we'll find out. In fact, as a matter of fact, that a lot of them are very very similar. Um, you wouldn't. I mean, you wouldn't believe some of the things that are in the Pope Mobile, really. Actually, they they won't tell you everything that's in the Pope Mobile, much like they won't in the presidential limo. Mm. So, you know, there's another couple of um, things I want to mention here, just before I forget this, really. Yes, yes. Um, by the time, and I don't want to step on your history line no, here, no, but um, in, in 1930, mm-hmm. Mercedes-Benz uh, donated to the Vatican um, its its version of what, it, you know, we thought it would be a... a uh, the same thing with the with the throne that they yeah. carried. Only it's a motorized version of this because it has a single throne ch- throne like chair in the back. Um, it's a Mercedes. Uh, let's see, Mercedes Benz Nurburg 460, which is a uh, great it's big a limousine. Limo, yeah. yeah, great big limousine. And in the back, I guess this single single seat throne. Um, interesting thing about this one is the 1930 vehicle um, was then. This is like 50 years later, in 1983. Mm-hmm. It was it was uh, restored by Mercedes Benz and given to Pope John Paul II as a gift. Well, it's a good gift. It's got some history behind that it. That is a good gift. I mean, I think the Vatican has a whole fleet of vehicles mm-hmm. that uh, it has available to it. Because I, I know that looking through the information today, um, I believe Volkswagen gave them a Phaeton back in 2006. Mercedes gives them vehicles. Um, that's the the official what we call the Pope Mobile today, and we could talk about <laughs> that one too. Yes, um, the the really advanced version that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But um, one one other thing here is that they haven't really. It's not really clear. And this is this is coming from a, a Newsweek article about the uh, the Pope Mobile. Oh yeah, inside the Pope Mobile. Yeah, exactly. You read the same yeah. thing. Okay, um, it's not really clear whether or not there is a vehicle that is centrally. The Pope's singular singular vehicle, mm. or is it the one or anything that carries him is called the Pope Mobile? Right. Do you, do you understand a, what I mean? Yeah. There's a there's a terminology there. That, you know, is it a is it a proper name like a capital P Pope Mobile? Yeah. I think they put it, or is anything he rides in automatically? Yeah, exactly. And, the and they liken that to the plane that the president flies in, because uh, the U.S. president, any plane that the U.S. president flies in, becomes Air Force One. So okay, that's yeah. that's the correlation there, and that's what made me think of it when you you're mentioning presidents, or maybe it was me. I don't remember. No, no, no that, but, that um, makes sense. Yeah, I thought I thought it made you know kind of kind of an interesting point that there really is no official Pope mobile. It's just something that we've uh, we've kind of made up on our own, really. Right, and as we mentioned before, if you do meet the Pope, if you meet members of the Vatican, um, the the higher up uh, papal parts of the Vatican, anybody in that organization. You know what? We're going to give you a diplomacy tip. Don't call it the Pope Mobile. No, no, no. Just say if you if you must refer to it, <laughs> you know, uh, His Holiness's transportation. That's probably a better way to do it. Or you about, know, I'm not sure for the exact honorific. How about but. the car? Yeah. Why don't you sure. get in the car? Yeah, let's just. Except you wouldn't say car. it like that, probably. Well, you'd say it in Latin. <laughs> yeah, something Italian. like that. Hey, um, yeah. Going through this also, we found that um, there are there are. You know, it's not just the ones that we see all the time in in the news. Not oh, the, no, uh, sir. There, there are an awful lot of Pope mobiles, and they haven't always been kind of the uh, the fishbowl type uh, Pope mobile that we see mm-hmm. now. You know, with the protective glass and everything that we're going to get to. Um, in fact, there have been a lot of different vehicles through the years. I mean, and if you go way back, you know, you can go all the way back to the thirty nineteen thirty Mercedes. Yeah, um, it's a great big limousine, great huge big vehicle, totally enclo- enclosed though. Um, if you go back to like the 60s, in the mid-60s, Lincoln made one um, mm-hmm. at a Continental uh, executive limousine. 
in New York for his trip here, and it was kind of with a detachable roof, so he could stand up in the back, and there was a, another section of windshield in front of him just to protect him from the, the wind, I guess, although, you know, they didn't really go very fast. Sure. Um, they, uh, they go about 10 miles an hour. Oh, 10. Okay. That's, during that's, parades. That's about the max, huh? Well, at least now. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I would assume it would probably be about the same. Um, they probably would go a little bit slower sometimes. That seems about right. With an open-air vehicle, someone standing up in the back. Yeah, you don't want to go too fast. Maybe a little slower, something like that. But uh, that same vehicle was sent over to um, Bogota, Colombia for his visit in 1968. So it was reused or repurposed again. Okay. Um, there have been – and I'm just going to quickly go through these, not even by year. Oh. but Oh, what's that? Can I do the uh, 230G class? Oh, 1980? yeah. Sure. Okay, this is this is one of my uh, one of my favorites. A little, it's a little bit different. Some people have called it the uh, most famous Pope mobile in history. Mm-hmm. Um, it's had a uh, mother of pearl painting, um, and this uh, had a reinforced plastic uh, cupola cov- covering there uh, that was designed. To be removable. Oh, okay. So it had like this kind of dome thing. Yeah, and they could take it on and off uh as needed. But you'll recall in 1981, someone attempted to assassinate the Pope. That's right. Yeah, Pope John Paul II, right? Yes, yes, sir. And what, he was shot four times, I think? Mm Mm-hmm. And so after that, they uh, made the vehicle's uh, plastic attachment there permanent and... um, I think it's reinforced plastic, but it's, I don't believe it's the same kind of, uh, technology we see now in the, in that, that back room. Yeah. Well, he was on, he was on an open air vehicle when he was shot. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see footage of the assassination or, or shortly thereafter of him being, uh, rushed out of the, you know, driven quickly mm-hmm. through the parade route and away. Yes. Uh, Turkish hitman shot him four times, uh, not fatally, but, um, you know, darn close. Um, and of course, you know, the person was locked up and, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> locked up in prison for, uh, apparently for life. I'm impressed. You know your history. Well, a little bit. You know, we've had some blog posts on this thing from, mm-hmm. uh, our history group here. Yeah. And, um, I know Katie, uh, blogged about this recently. So, and I think she mentioned you might want to do a po- uh, a podcast about the Pope Mobile. <laughs> I was she? looking back through notes. I was trying to find some listener mail yeah. uh, where the suggestion came from, and I couldn't, but I did find a note from Katie, uh, Katie Lambert, saying, you know, maybe you want to talk about the Pope Mobile. So, yeah. And thanks, we, Katie. oh, and we should say, um, we did look for the listener mail because I feel well, yeah. like someone suggested this. I, I do too, but it did not come up in any search. So, um, Nah, anyways, We're if, it, if it was out there, I apologize, but, uh, really, one of our, one of our, uh, editors here suggested it. What a, what a terrible tangent I've led us on. Also, Please continue. Uh, okay, so just some other quick vehicles as we go through before we get to, uh, the new one, the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the big daddy one here that, you know, we're, we're used to seeing right now. He's also been driven around in a uh, in a Range Rover um, in 1982. I think Joe, uh, John Paul II had quite a tour in 1982, apparently. Yes. Uh, yes. World tour. And, um, again, that was in the UK. Um, also in 92, there's a British, I'll oh, get this. What's this that? is, this is going, cause we're going back in time, or actually getting closer to our period right now. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1982, when he was in, uh, it doesn't say where. Hmm. Anyways, it was a one year, about one year after the assassination attempt. He makes his public, his public appearance in this enormous truck. It's a, uh, it's a British Leland Constructor 2415 truck, and it's like a big construction vehicle with a flatbed, and he's in a, in a case, in a, uh, in a plastic case, you know, a glass case. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's a platform at the back of the truck, and that's where he made his speech from. It's about five feet up off, off the ground. 
Um, but, you know, coming back from that assassination attempt out into public, you know, this is a, a strong showing of, you know, I'm, I'm protected here at this point. Sure. And there was a, a huge police gathering around him. I mean, it was a, uh, it was a much more concentrated effort to keep people nearby from doing anything, uh, you know, untoward towards the Pope. One can only imagine oh, how many... Can you imagine how, how scary that would be after, you, after you've been out in public and here's, the, you know, this assassination attempt and then you've got to go back and make another appearance and, you know, same situation, you don't know who's out in the crowd because there, there are thousands if not tens or, or hundreds of thousands of people in these crowds. Yeah, I, you know, that's, that's a good point. I think it's a very difficult thing to try to con- conceptualize, mm-hmm. um, but... Also, you know, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that the uh, Pope takes his job quite seriously. Mm-hmm. So um, if you if you survive an assassination attempt, whether you are the Pope or the president, anyone at that level of leadership, you just have to keep going. Yeah, that's you right. You have to I mean, make those public and appearances. That's, uh, you know, I mean, this kind of leads into the next thing here, but I want to mention two more quick vehicles before we go. Um, there was a Chevrolet C10, which is a pickup truck uh, mm-hmm. that he used in Costa Rica um, in 1983 and I think in 1986 also. I do think they reused that yeah, one. Yeah, same one. And uh, the Mercedes that you mentioned, which is more like an open-air Jeep-type vehicle. Yeah. Similar to that. Similar. Um, and then a Fiat, and I'm going to say the name, Camp Campagnola. I think, which is an open-air Jeep-like vehicle also. Um, now, so basically what this comes down to is why does the Pope need to be protected? Okay, so I looked back at the uh, the papal history here and found some of the, uh, the assassinations att- attempts. And these are pretty, and these are just going back to 1970 because I'm sure before this there were poisonings, there were sure. you know, a lot of uh, behind-closed-door type uh, mm-hmm. espionage type stuff going on. Um, in fact, there's one of those in, in here as well. But in 1970... Uh, Pope Paul VI, um, he escaped an assassination attempt in Manila, um, and there was a Bolivian artist who tried to stab him while he was in an airport. Um, so, I mean, you'll get the idea as we go through this that people are out to get the Pope for whatever reason, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a political statement, if it's a religious statement, whatever it happens to be. Um, and then in 78, there was this one that's kind of a conspiracy theory that might be of interest to a lot of people. Um, only 33 days after he's appointed, Pope John Paul I um, passed away from, quote, natural causes. Yes, in his apartment in the uh, Vatican. Yes, yeah, so you know this one. Okay. Uh-huh. There, and the conspiracy is that possibly he was poisoned. Um, right. The Vatican says that, you know, he had a heart attack. Yeah, heart that, failure, that's I believe. That's likely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, you can believe that, too. I mean... Popes are typically older gentlemen. I mean, we're talking like upper 80s usually when they're appointed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just of recent. I don't really know. The, I'm sure there were younger popes in the past. Sure. Um, but, you know, there's this kind of weird thing. Is it a heart attack? Is it, is it a poisoning? It's a, mm-hmm. uh, well, leave it up to you. Uh, <laughs> in 81, of course, you know, Pope John Paul, we talked about him. Pope John Paul II was shot four times. Um, in 2007, now we're getting up to Benedict, who is the yes. current pope. In 2007, a German man attempted to jump into the Pope's vehicle from the crowd, like over the railing, off of the railing, really into it. And it seemed to not affect the Pope at all. He didn't even turn around, didn't glance, just kept waving to the crowd. The authorities subdued him and took him away. Uh, young guy, German guy, he's 27 years old. I don't know what the, uh, what the purpose was, but that was in St. Peter's Square. Mm. Um, I'm getting to the end of this, Ben, I promise. No, no, it's, and, it's um, fascinating. In 2009, you'll recall, so this is getting up to the very most yeah. recent, 
Uh, the Pope was pushed to the floor by a woman who jumped out of the crowd also uh, during the Christmas Eve service at, at the Vatican. Yes. And uh, this one, that was pretty shocking, really, because he's, what, 80, he's mid-80s. I believe so. And uh, to see her jump right towards him and pull him to the ground like that, that looked a little scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, eight, mid-80s, it's tough to handle something like a that. A bad fall. Yeah, and... uh can be very, very bad. Yeah, the, the mass went on, and uh, apparently he didn't even mention it during the mass at all. It wasn't even... Uh, of any consequence, really, other than, you know, the, the fallout from it later to find out what happened. But the same person was trying, was, there was a failed attempt the previous year in 2008. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can see that there's a, a, a whole list of reasons why the Pope might need something like what he has today. And that's this, uh, this kind of ultra, yes. it's, it's ultra posh, of course, but mm-hmm. uh, it's also ultra security. Uh, are we talking about the, uh, Mercedes ML430? That's the one, the Mercedes M-Class. It's a nice ride. It is. Do you know any of the, the stats about this sucker? Uh, I know, you know what, I, I know just a couple. I don't want to All right, well, go ahead. And I, no, no, go ahead. I've been yakking all day, so no, uh, no. Hit, no. A few, hit a few top, you know, a few of these for me. And if I have something different, I'll let you know. Okay, well, we do know that it was uh, donated by Mercedes. It is custom built, of course. It was donated by Mercedes in 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a specialized license plate that says SCV1, mm-hmm. so it doesn't say Pope Mobile. <laughs> well, imagine. Imagine. Yeah, if they if they had given it a vanity plate that says Pope Mobile, he'd probably be a little <laughs> bit angry. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so this Mercedes, uh, I believe, has a 272 power horse or horsepower, excuse me, engine. Yep. And uh, of course, it's got you know climate control. It's uh, this is funny to me. It has a tape deck. Yeah, you know what? I read the same thing and had the same question. It says it, it goes out of its way to say that there is a stereo system mm-hmm. with a tape deck that the Pope can listen to in his uh, glass box. And and let's go to the glass box. Do you have anything on that? Uh, just a little. I mean that it's uh, you know it's it's bulletproof. Mm-hmm. It's double pane. Other than that, I, I don't know a whole lot about it. There's uh, this is interesting. The one that Benedict has currently, there is a single seat in there. When it gets into this seat, it goes on this sort of a hydraulic lift so that people from the crowd can see him more easily. Like a barber chair. Yeah, kind of. I, I didn't see photographs of it. It's very difficult to get any kind of photograph okay. of it. I do happen to have one, and it looks like a, it looks not quite like a recliner, but more like just a, you know, an armchair that you'd find in a, in a, any home. But it's made out of leather. It's white leather. Yes. Everything yes. about this thing is white, of course. And there's some bars he can hold on to, I think. Yeah, exactly. Well. So if he stands up, he can hold on to the bars, and you know, that's just for stability, safety reasons. Mm-hmm. But there's someone inside there with him. Yeah, I think there's room actually for two people. Yeah, I, I believe two people are sitting facing the Pope as as he's you know waving and, and talking to the audience. Um, I don't know. It's an, it's an interesting little setup. I, mean, I know it's I know it's ultra secure, mm-hmm. um, and that is partially due to the fact that I've been reading this article that uh, compares. Remember, what I mentioned. Oh, I didn't mean to step in your glass. No, thing. no, go, there, go, go, go. Um, they compare this to the the presidential limousine. Now, this is a much much smaller vehicle. Sure. This vehicle, you know, any idea of the cost of the Pope Mobile? I'm going to hate you with this here. All right, man. Thank you for giving me a heads up so I can brace myself. <laughs> Please continue. All right. The Pope Mobile, the custom built Mercedes ML430, $511,000. That's actually less than I thought it oh, would be. Oh, really? Well, when you think about the, uh, you know, the presidential, presidential limo, the Obama's limo? How much was that? $387,900. So significantly less for the U.S. presidential limo in customization work. Now that's, that's, uh, 
I, I believe that's on top of the price of the vehicle. I don't, okay. I'm not sure. Okay. I don't know if it's all combined. However, um, you know, this thing, it's got a little bit of everything. I mean, the, the bulletproof glass lowers, mm. raises and lowers. It, you know, he can control that, uh, whether he feels comfortable enough to, to lower the glass and, you know, stick his hand out the window and talk to people or listen to people. Mm. Um, it's, uh, of course, it's bulletproof. They say, you know, bomb resistant, I think is how they, they put it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also is uh, sealed against biological attack. Yeah. Which, which I is, thought was, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you'd have to plan for something like that. I, I would mean. think so. Yeah. And also, uh, I believe it has some telecommunication stuff in there. Oh, cool. But I, where, I, where do they put it? It doesn't look like there's enough room. It looks like the, the two people facing him would be sitting almost back to back with the driver in the front seat. But I know that there's got to be, a secure area there that they can pull him down into where they're sitting because they're much much lower than him in the car. Yeah, there's something. I'm sure they can pull him off of the the chair that he's sitting in. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Every <laughs> when you called it a recliner earlier, I'm just having such a hard time not picturing. <laughs> you know, what if it does have a recline function, and what if sometimes he just kicks his feet up? That's right. Roll down the back window and stick your head out the back and just feel the back. breeze. That's right. Have a have a um, how nice. I, I don't know what they would drink. I guess have a ha, have a glass of water. Um, all right, so oh, it'd be wine. It would be wine, wouldn't it? Yeah, would be. Um, man, what a life! But uh, it's also a life that, unfortunately, other people, some other people, would very much like to take. And so that's again, uh, Sky. I think you've done an excellent job illustrating through the various only the recent assassination attempts. Now, you can check in with our colleagues at Stuff You Missed in History class um, if you want information on the long and uh, occasionally violent history of um, papal um, assassination mishaps, attempts. Assassination yeah. Attempts, yeah, yeah, really. I mean, there's a, there's a lot there. So the history mm. is really, really interesting. Which is why safety is by far the primary goal of this vehicle Mm -hmm. and every line of the vehicles. In fact, I think one of the reasons, now this is purely speculation on my part, Scott, but I think one of the reasons that they don't have a specific Pope Mobile named is also for security. I think so. Yeah, because so you can't predict which vehicle will be used uh, so that it can adapt to the terrain more easily. That's not a bad theory. Because I, I would assume that the uh, the Vatican has a fleet of vehicles that, yeah. that are at his disposal. Um, you know, as as we see in the donated vehicles. Um, you know, just if you if you go through and figure out which corporations or or presidents of corporations have donated vehicles, and and you know that they're they're doing something to these to make them suitable for his use. And this is one of the only types of vehicles that Jay Leno cannot own. <laughs> That's a very good point. Or could he? Or Maybe. could he? Yeah, he's got the money, I guess. He could uh, He could uh, put in a little bid to the Vatican and see what happens. Yeah, he's got the will, too, yeah, think, possibly. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Last thing before before I'm out of my stuff. Um, we, our, uh, our colleague, uh, Sarah Dowdy, had mentioned in one of her recent blog posts, I don't know if it's recent, in one of her blog posts, uh, since we've been blogging, that the Vatican... Vatican City has decided to go green, and they're building, you know, gigantic solar power plants and everything. And there's speculation uh, people are working on making the Pope Mobile uh, alternative energy powered. You know what, Ben? I tweeted about this on the uh, on the Car Stuff Twitter page uh, just a couple weeks ago. Mm. So, uh, so take a look at that because, uh, yeah, that's a that's a push from him. But so far, and this is this now. Remember, this is just a. You know, a little bit, you know, the short time after this, 
this request has been made. Mm. Uh, so far, no takers. So but, far. Uh, but you know what? I bet you somebody's hard at work on that because they would love to have their, uh, their product out there as the first solar-powered Pope mobile. And what a great, you know, not just the marketing, but how fortunate would the world be because there, if that could be done successfully, because there are some big obstacles to solar power, which is a whole different podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, that means that if someone makes the breakthroughs necessary mm-hmm. to make a solar powered Pope mobile, which just sounds weird to say, but if, if they make those breakthroughs, then that could be a game changer for solar powered vehicles uh, in general. Yes. No, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to, argue that just a tiny bit in saying that this is a parade vehicle, really, um, uh, in that okay. it's not a daily use. It's not, you know, getting to and from work. This is uh, this is hauled out for special occasions, uh, parade routes and, and short drives. Um, maybe. Yeah, but I see what you're saying, though. It's, it's, it's going beyond the experimental test type vehicle that we mm-hmm. see at universities and, and col- you know, colleges where they uh, they use them in competition only. Sure. So they're kind of engineering platforms. Um, this would be a real-world use of a solar-powered vehicle um, that you know would be on full, you know, full display for everybody to see. So um, I think there's a, a lot at stake for the manufacturer that uh, that does cough up the funds to do something like this. I think that's I think that's a good point. And so we're ending on a on a forward-facing. No, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, How we'll, will the next Pope Mobile change? Well, we'll see if Mercedes continues to supply it. Would, or Mercedes. will it be? Uh, could be Volkswagen. Anybody, really. It could be Volkswagen. Could be anybody, yeah. really. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so that's all about that. That's about all I have on the Popemobile. You got anything? Uh, no more, really. You want to do some listener mail? Sure. Before we ride off in the sunset? Yeah, I love listener mail. Okay, Scott, I'm reading this one because this is my error. Uh, we've had some people write in, and I want to make sure to be clear about this. Jordan writes in to say, Hi, Scott and Ben. Love your podcast. Wanted to make a clarification surrounding the drone podcast. You mentioned drones typically have an effective range of 400 nautical miles. In reality, one of the main drone command centers is in Creech Air Force Base outside of Vegas, commanding drones over Afghanistan and Iraq, over 7,000 miles away. Awesome. So effectively, as they're controlled via satellite, drones, the big ones that are always carrying the missiles like the uh, Predators, the Reapers, have an infinite range, and there are more than 7,000 drones currently in service over those countries, so they're definitely here to stay. So, Jordan, uh, thanks for telling us this. Mm. Thanks for clarifying. I actually, this is my error. I went back and I listened through the podcast. Mm-hmm. I said the 400 nautical miles, but then later in the podcast, I also mentioned the Vegas Center. Mm. And so... I was caught slipping on that one. So um, unless we're uh, we're staking out California from from Vegas, then yeah, that's I'm, it. Uh, that that was my fault, and it was it, it is a clarification that needed to be made. Well, that's cool. So it's infinite range. I mean, they can they can just remain in flight uh, as long as they can refuel forever. Right. The fuel is the main problem, but as long as the satellite relays are working, they have they can be controlled across. Oh, and that way, so the range. operators then are uh, they're not, they can work a normal shift. In, in uh, let's say that's six hours or whatever it would be. And then be. shift out with someone? Yeah, and just change seats, right? I mean, that would be as simple as that, right? They could just do this 24 hours a day, week after week. Yeah, in, in, in theory. Wow, and, um, interesting. So I just want to be clear with everyone about that. Um, I think I was I think I was stumbling on that, but thank you, Jordan. Uh, thank you so much. If any of our other listeners have some stuff we – you know what? As a matter of fact, you know what? I am promoting Jordan to consultant. 
Really? Yes. It's a job that comes with no pay. How's this going to work? No yeah. benefits. He's just called consultant on air. Okay. I think that's good. I think he earned it. Okay. Um, and uh, I think I've also earned the right to promote people. Uh, so let me go ahead and promote myself to do our official outro. Um, you guys know we have to head out of here. But before we go, we want to let you know that we are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We have a blog. And we have an awesome auto section on our website. That's everything you would want to know about automobiles. Uh, and if you have any questions that aren't on one of those things, hit us up at carstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. To learn more about the podcast, click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.